This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, we've been talking about entering a new season. We've been talking about times and seasons. We're breaking it down like this, sowing, growing, reaping, resting. There's four cycles or seasons that I see from the Scriptures that God is uh, really, you see it over and over again. And we talked about that these seasons and in cycles, if you want to put it that, there's both a continuity about the seasons and the cycles, and yet at the same time, it also brings about change. Now, I don't know about you, but as a human, in my flesh, I don't always... Just immediately, I wish I could say that I did. But I don't always just rush to embrace change. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know about this, you know. It's not as good as I'd like for it to be where I'm at, but I don't know if I want to trade this spot for that spot. It's a little risk there. But when we can understand that, that seasons is not only about change, but it's also about continuity. God works this way. If you want a harvest, you have to sow. Doesn't matter what it is. Everything begins with the seed. Everything begins with the seed. Jesus, the Son of God, began what on the earth in His humanity. We know, of course, He existed you know, with the Father eternally. But in His humanity, He began with the seed. In the womb of Mary, didn't He? Everything begins with the seed that God is working in the earth. And many times you can see this, that the seed is God's Word. Why, why did God move upon people, the, we call them the prophets, you know, where they, they, they would prophesy about things to come. They would prophesy about things that God was going to do. You know, that was a seed that God was sowing. A prophetic word that he was sowing. Now we said that all the seed that you need is found where? Right here in this book. In the Bible. All the seed that you need. And if you have a need, then you have to plant a seed. Remember we talked about the two farmers? I'm kind of reviewing a little bit here. We talked about the two farmers. You know, I said take two farmers. Both of them are believers. Both of them trust and believe God. One over here is praying over his field. He didn't plant any seed. The other farmer's over here. He plants seed. And he's praying over his field. Guess who's going to get the harvest? The guy that planted seed. See, many times we're praying over our fields, but we haven't planted any seed yet. And we get discouraged. And sometimes we even get upset with God a little bit. God, why aren't you doing something in my life? Why isn't this area in my life changing? It's because we haven't understood the cycles and seasons. And if I need a harvest, I must first plant a seed. Are you listening? And remember we said this, a seed sown is more valuable than a seed in my barn. Seed in the barn is blessed, but it's not blessed to multiply. You know, I talked about, you know, the archaeologists, when they opened up the, the Pharaoh's tombs, they found some old wheat 
uh, uh, seed in there, kernels that were like three, four, five thousand years old that were still there. It had been there all that time. And as soon as they put it in the proper environment, you know what it did? It grew. It germinated. See, many of us, what we need from God, what we call a breakthrough or a miracle or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's right there all the time. It's in your heart. It's in the book. All you've got to do is take it out and sow that seed. Now, that's what we talked about. So you'll have to go back for the rest. That's kind of our review for that. So today we're talking about the, sow, the growing season. We talked about the sowing season. We're going to talk about the growing season. Now, the growing season can be either be the most satisfying or the most frustrating times. Are you listening? It's all about what we look at. It's depending on our understanding and our response to God. Watching the seed we sow begin to put down roots and spring up shoots can fill us with a great anticipation of the harvest. And see, this is what growing season, it's important in growing season that we have an anticipation for the harvest. On the other hand, if we get impatient, nobody here like that, is there? With the growing process, we can become frustrated and lose heart. So we must understand our part in working with the seed that we have sown. We have to give diligence on our part. For the seed will then be able to do its part. So today, turn over, if you will, to Mark 4. But my question is, what must I do in the growing season? Mark 4. This has kind of been our text we've looked at here. Jesus said, verse 26, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Man, I like that. Jesus... I'm glad Jesus didn't make it so vague and so mysterious and so deep and, uh, oh, man, uh, boy, I don't know. How does God do this? I don't, you know, it'd be like a, you know, you're talking to a farmer and you start telling that farmer, you know, I just don't understand, you know, how, how, how did that, how does stuff grow and how does this work? And it just seems all beyond me. And that farmer said, sit down right here, son, let me tell you how it works. It's not that mysterious. Jesus is saying, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. You don't have to understand all the infinitesimal workings of God in order for it to work for you. You know, I found out many times... My frustration comes because I'm trying to, to do my part and God's part. And I'm just, I'm just not suited to do God's part. <laughs> you know, I, I need His help just to do my part. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, He puts a sickle in it because what the harvest has come. Wow, that's pretty simple. He said, here's your part. Put some seed in the ground. Well, I can do that. I can put seed. And, you know, he talks about the, we're going to look at it in a minute, just up above there, about the sower in that same chapter. He talks about the parable of the sower. Why don't we just turn up there and look at that? Look up in verse 14, same chapter. Just look up a few verses. Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower to his disciples. And he said, Verse 14, the farmer sows the word. So what's the seed? The word. word. 
What's the seed we need to sow? It is the Word, isn't it? He sows the Word. He says, as soon as they hear, he says, some people are like the seed along the path where the Word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the Word that was sown in him. Others like uh, seed, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the Word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, or we could say the seed, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, they hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word or the seed, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. So if we're going to understand this parable, we first must understand some ground rules. There are ground rules. Jesus talked about it here. He said there are ground rules about uh, a seed growing in the growing season. And the ground rules here really divided up into four areas. Number one, he said the hard ground. That's the ground on the, the pathway where it's packed down. And on the hard ground, the seed has no chance at all to put down any roots. And here's the thing we have to understand. First the roots, then the fruits. A lot of people are praying for fruits. What you really need to pray for is that the seed you plant begins to what? Put down roots. Because if it puts down roots, you're guaranteed the fruits. But he says here, the ground rules here, the first one is, it's hard ground. And you know, and sometimes even we who are believers, our minds and our hearts are not receptive as they ought to be when we read the Bible, when we hear the Word, we hear the seed. We need to be open to it. We need to be open to God. We need to be open to God's Word. We need to be open that the seed may find what? Good ground in which to grow. So he said, there's hard ground that is no chance to put down roots. No roots, no fruits. The second one, he said, is stony ground. Now, stony ground means there's no chance for the roots to fully develop. Because what? The stony ground, it crowds out all the root structure that would try to grow and to develop. Now, you know, that stony ground can be all kinds of things in our heart. It might be doubt. It might be fears. It might be other things. There, you know, we need to what? We're going to talk about this. We're going to, need to, going to need to clear out some of those rocks. But if the root system's not going down and being fully developed, then we need to understand maybe there's some stones that's got to be moved. I don't know if you've ever opened up a new field or something, you know, out in the country. Uh, probably most of you haven't. But if you've ever done that, you know what it's about. You start cutting down trees and uprooting, you know, stumps and, and, and you got to get rocks out sometimes that are big and everything. you got to prepare that ground. If it's stony ground, then the, the root system's not going to develop. And Jesus said because of that, He said the, the fruit never reaches its full potential. The, the, the plant never reaches its full potential. I don't want to be, you know, really a, a type of that would be you know, the Israelites out in the wilderness. They had the Word of God. God had spoken the Word to them about the promises, about His plan, about His purposes. 
But it just, you know, they never put, it never was allowed, except in a very few of them, to put down any roots. Their old mindset and way of thinking that was, you know, from Egypt and was worldly, the, the doubts and the, the unbelief that was, you know, they never uh, uh, dealt with in their life, it crowded it out. And so it never really reached its full potential. I don't want to leave planet Earth you know, from the wilderness scenario. I want to be in the promised land. I want to be in that place where the plan and purpose of God is coming forth and fruit is coming out of my life. Now, understand this. Fruit is for two reasons. Number one, it's to meet your need, but also it's for others to eat from. Are you listening? See, fruit, really, we could say fruit is three reasons. Fruit is for you to eat from, it's for others to eat from, and it's for you to gain more seed so that you can, what, plant more fields. That's what it's about. So the stony ground, no chance for roots to develop. We're talking about ground rules here, Jesus talked about. Then the thorny ground, the root system is eventually choked. He talked about, he said, the cares and the worries and the stresses of life. I mean, you know, you're paying the bills. We're raising the kids, you know. We're, we're like the old commercial with the, the guy that's making the donuts. You know, he meets himself coming in as he's going out. Sometimes we feel like, you know, we're just so busy. We, we get so distracted in, in things that are important but not the most important. You know, we let good take the place of God or the best and so we, we end up the, that thorny ground and we never really see the fullness of the root system there. You know, and even notice this one, it says they began to produce fruit, but he said the root system is eventually choked out. Here's what I found about the cares of life, you know, in, in my Christian living is that you know, the cares don't just come on you like a big tidal wave all of a sudden. I mean, sometimes things happen and they hit you that way. But most of the time, the cares and the worries are like Solomon talked about. He said, they're the little foxes that come in and eat all the grapes. They eat the fruit. And that is little by little by little by little. They come in. They creep in. They creep in. They creep in. And the next thing you know, you wake up one day and man, you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I'm full of worry. I'm full of concern. Fears have taken me over. I'm so distracted. You know, I, I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Let alone sense the presence of God in my life. Let alone see a fruit coming forth in my life. And we need to examine, the, 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 you know, the ground of our heart to see, you know, is the root system being choked out? You know, it's kind of like this. I mean, you know, you, you ever fill up a bathtub with water? You know, you can sit there and watch that tub fill up, but it's so gradual that all you can really see is, okay, it was here, now it's here. But you don't just see the level rising. It's the way it is with the cares that creep in. He said they will eventually choke the Word. And then, secondly, good ground. This is where the root system, what, is developed. The root system can develop and grow. It can thrive. And he says, when this happens, he said, it's guaranteed 30, 60, or 100 times as much as the seed that was sown is going to come back. Wow. 
Aren't you glad that he didn't say, you plant a seed, you'll get the seed back? Well, we might as well just go ahead and eat the seed and lay down. But he said, when you plant the seed, listen to this, Passion Church. How do, you, how do we get breakthrough? How do we get increase in our lives, in, the, in our church, in this ministry? It's sowing a seed. There will not be increase unless a seed is sown, and then there must be a growing season. See, without planting a seed, there is no expectation. But when the sowing season's here, we must, what? Tend to the ground and the seed that's been planted. We must water the seed. We must make sure that we keep the weeds out of our garden. We must make sure that we are able to put down roots. Putting down roots. How do we do that? We've got to put down some roots if we want to have fruits. First of all, the importance of roots, putting down roots. Roots are needed to supply nutrient to the plant. Nutrient to the plant. When we plant a seed, whether we're planting it in our heart, or we're planting a seed into someone else's life, the reason for roots is what? It's needed to supply nutrients. The roots... Take from the soil everything that's needed for the fruit to come to maturity. Everything that's needed. You know, it's interesting. Jesus said, if you get two things together, He said, if you put seed and ground, there's going to be a reaction. This is the way the kingdom of God's made. Now, listen. It works this way. I, I, I'm just going to touch on this. I, you know, but it works this way in the negative as well as in the positive. See, we wonder sometimes, why am I having such a hard time in this area of my life? Well, you know, the first thing I would do is I'd go back and look, what kind of seeds did you sow? You know, you, you, we said this before, you can't sow you know, watermelon seeds or tomato seeds, you know, uh, you know, and get briars. But you can't sow weeds, you can't sow seeds for briars and expect to get what? Watermelons or tomatoes. And so if you have areas in your life where you're not happy with the harvest, then you need to look and see what kind of seeds have I sown here? What have I been sowing? Because, you know, this is the word, you know, we use this word and, and sometimes we get all religious about it. But repentance, everybody heard that word? Do you know that's a Bible word? I know it's not popular. And unfortunately, it has been used uh, somewhat in a negative way to beat people down. But repentance is a very positive and important spiritual uh, truth and work that we need to have in our life on an ongoing basis. To repent means to change your mind. To change something. If I've got a harvest coming up in my life and I don't like it, I, I mean, I, I'm filled with fear. I'm filled with doubt. I'm filled with whatever it might be, areas of my life where I know it, it's, it's distracting me. It's, it's, it's hurting me. It's hurting my relationship with God or with other people. You know what I need to do? I need to repent. And all that means is what? Go back and pull the weeds. Just pull them up. Stop planting those seeds. Go back and pull it up. Pull it up. Just, you know, just say, you know what? I'm not going to have this harvest coming up in my life anymore. I'm going to pull up these seeds of doubt. 
I'm going to pull up these seeds of lust. I'm going to pull up these seeds of bitterness. Whatever it may, may be, we're going to pull them up. Because what? That crop in your life is because of the seed that you've sown. So if you'll pull it up, it will no longer get the nutrients that is needed, what? To produce in your life. So we need to, on the positive side, as we plant God's Word in our life, then you know what? We dwell on that Word. The Bible talks about meditating. That we meditate. You know that word meditate means to think on, to ponder, to speak to ourselves, to mutter, to, to turn it over. We look at it. We look at it. We think on it. We affirm it. We do that. And as we do that, you know what? Roots begin to go down. Deeper and deeper in our heart where the Holy Spirit resides, where the grace of God resides, where the faith of God resides. You could kind of put it like this. Faith is like a heavenly miracle grow. You know, it's like a heavenly miracle grow. I mean, Cindy's got flowers and stuff, man. She's out there, got that little thing she bought, you know, you hook it to the hose and it runs through the miracle grow. And it gets, man, I'm telling you what, man, those, those plants can look kind of droopy. They can look like, oh, man, especially in this heat. And man, she, but she can hit a shot of that in the morning with that water and that miracle grow. And I mean, in just a few minutes, you go back out there and look and they're like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> man, they're looking good. And you know, when we let the roots grow down in our heart where the faith of God is, there's faith in your heart. And when the roots go down, they begin to draw on that faith that's in your heart. They begin to draw on that hope that's shed abroad in your heart. They begin to draw from the Holy Spirit who's dwelling in your heart. And all of a sudden, up through that root system, into that seed, and it begins to sprout and come out. It's needed to give stability to the plant. The deeper the root, you know, the more the fruit, the higher the plant can go. You know, I talked about, we talked about it last week, you know, out on, on the West Coast, you know, especially up in Northern California, uh, uh, Oregon, Washington, up that way. They've got some, these giant sequoias and redwoods. Some of them get up to 300 feet high. Now, you know what a root system that thing must have to support a tree that big. And here's the thing. If we want God to do something greater in our life, in our church, we have to let the roots go down deep, deep, deep. Now see, this is, this is where the growing season begins. The first part of the growing season is all about roots. You don't see anything on the surface yet. See, most Christians, you know, especially if we, you know, uh, us full gospel people, us charismatic people, us people of faith and the Word and everything. I mean, man, you know, we pray one time. We expect to go out there like Jack and the Beanstalk. Man, we're going to see this thing up in the sky. I mean, I just threw, planted it out last night. I'm expecting to get a harvest tomorrow. Listen, it doesn't work that way. He said, this is how the kingdom of God works. That's what Jesus said, isn't it? You plant seed, you go to bed, you get up. That's, just, that's the growing season. You go to bed, you get up. Boy, that's exciting. 
Come on, Jesus. Surely we got to get out there and, you know, and we got to do something. We got to, I mean, you know, we, we got to shout, don't we? We got to jump over the seed. We got to do something. Surely we got to, come on, Jesus. This is boring. I go to bed and I get up. 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 Boring. See, that's the first part of the But he said you've got to understand that's the time where you have to guard the root system. You have to guard it. You have to guard that plant. So it's needed to give stability to the plant. See, as you put down roots in your life, you're going to have stability. The winds will come and blow. Listen, I wish I could tell you you'll never have a problem. You wouldn't buy that anyway, would you? We know that. We've lived long. But listen, the winds can blow. The, the floods can come. But when we have roots that are put down deep, it gives stability to our lives. It gives stability to our faith. It gives stability to our service to God. You know, we're not those Christians, you know, that, you know, as long as everything's going good, man, I'm right there with you. But as soon as things happen as soon as difficulties come. You know, he talked about in one place, he said that, that when persecution comes for the word's sake, when tribulations and trials come for the word's sake, he said people that have no root, you know what they do? They fold up. They fold up. Don't think that the time of growing, when you're putting down roots, that seed, that word is putting down roots. Listen, that is absolutely essential and valuable for the next season that God's going to bring into your life, which is what? Harvest. Now, we all are waiting to get to harvest. Let's face it, we all like harvest time. Oh, man, I like to eat. I like harvest. I, whoo, I like the breakthrough. I like the miracle. I like when it happens. I like it. I like to hear about other people when they've had harvest. I just love it, don't you? But listen... Something must take place before harvest can come. And that's what we're talking about. Sowing and now growing. Needed for stability. It's needed to support the growth of the fruit. We mentioned that. It's absolutely essential. Now let me take these last few minutes and talk about tending the field. Tending the field. In Proverbs, I want to read this over here. Proverbs 24. I didn't put this on the... My list of scriptures, I don't think. Maybe I did. But I'm going to read it to you. Proverbs 24, verse 30. Listen to this. I went past the field of the sluggard. That just means a lazy man, a lazy person. I went past the field of the lazy person, past the vineyard of the man who lacks judgment or insight or understanding. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds. And the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Listen, isn't that human, natural human? Oh, man, I just, you know. Whew, especially, man, I've reached that age, man, I've earned it. Come on. You ever feel that way? Man, I put my time in. I put my... Hey, I'm human. I feel that sometimes. 
That's why I have to resist the devil. <laughs> a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit. And scarcity like an armed man. Listen, we have to tend the fields. That means that we're going to have to pull some weeds and clear some rocks. Now, here's the thing. Now, let me just state something obvious here, okay? And I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but let's just face it. Sometimes, you know, you know now Cindy, she, she's got two kinds of gardens kind of going. She's got uh, a couple of small beds, raised beds that she's got. And then on the patio, she, she's got some, some, some planters. You've seen them, you know, the oblong or the round ones. Now, let's face it. You know, she's, she's growing some plants in there. But you know what? I don't need to go out and buy a truck to haul those to market. <laughs> now, I know I'm stating the obvious here. But see, sometimes, here's the thing now. Listen, we plant our seed in a small little container, but then we're surprised by how small the harvest is. You want a bigger harvest, you've got to plant a bigger field. Am I telling the truth? Pastor, you a farmer. That's, that's the truth, isn't it? I mean, I know we do a lot. We can get greater yields now than we ever had. But listen, you can't get around this fact that if I sow a little bit, I'm going to reap a little bit. <laughs> if I sow a lot, what's going to happen? So you say, what's that have to do? Well, some of us need to clear and plant more fields. You want God to move greater in your life? You want that relationship with your, your spouse to be better? You say, well, I'm praying, Pastor. I'm, boy, I'm praying that you know, God will get a hold of her and straighten her out. <laughs> that might be one of those boomerang prayers. You know what I mean by that? I'm really praying hard about Cindy, and all of a sudden, God starts talking to me about me. God straightened her out. He said, yeah, you know, hey, wait a minute. Before you start praying about straightening her out, you know, we need to talk to you about a few things. But here's the thing. I can plant seed about a relationship that I want to increase. I can begin to communicate better, to love more, to be more aware of my spouse's needs. I can begin to let the love of God come out. I can begin to serve them more. And you know what I'm doing all that time? Yes, I'm ministering that person, but you know what I'm doing? I'm sowing seed. I'm sowing seed into their lives, and that seed is going to be what God needs to bring about changes in their life. See, I can complain, I can gripe, I can harp about I don't like my circumstances, I don't like my marriage, I don't like my church, I don't like this, I don't like that. God, why don't you fix it? Yakety, yakety, yak. None of y'all have ever prayed like that, have you? <laughs> One or two of y'all smiling at me. But God says, here's the thing. You need to plant some seed first. Prayer is good, but prayer over ground that has no seed 
You, you better hope, man, I'm telling you, you, all your hope is is that there's going to be a miracle. And Jesus didn't say, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Miracle after miracle after miracle. He said, here's what the kingdom of God is like. You take some seed, you put it in the ground, you go to bed, you get up, you go to bed, you get up, you go to bed, you get up. <gasps> oh, come on, Jesus, nothing exciting about that. Man, park the Red Sea here. So here's the thing. So we got to tend our soil. That means what? We got to pull some weeds, clear some rocks. There is more fields in your life that you can sow. If you just take a moment to get along with God, say, God, I need, I need an air, this area in my life. Listen, I need some fruit here. I need some breakthrough. Whatever it is, relationships, finances, I want to be closer to God. I want God to have more of me, however you want to put it, whatever area it is in. First, there will need to be seed sown. God says, you want me to, you want to, be, you want to have more of me in your life? He said, what? You sow the seed up, you draw closer to me, I'll come closer to you. So we need to what? Tend our fields. Sometimes, you know what that means? Clear out some rocks, pull up some weeds, and get some more fields sown with the seed. Now, we talk about sowing internally. We talked about sowing externally. That was in a previous lesson. But let me just say this to remind you. See, not all the seed I need to sow is just in me. I need to look out to other people and say, okay, what do I have that I can sow into their lives? Remember, we said a seed is anything that I have, that I possess, that I can give away to help someone else. It can, it, can, it can be money, it can be time, it can be talents, it can be uh, your faith, it can be prayer. It can be anything that you can name that's a that is a seed that I have. And here's what I would encourage you. Begin to sow into as many fields, people's lives, as you possibly can. Yeah, but those people, they don't even know the Lord. All the more. Sow extra into them. What did Jesus say? He said, love your enemies. Boy, you want to brag about how spiritual you are? Do that. I'm glad, you know, that you laid hands on the sick and they got better. That's scriptural. That's biblical. We believe in that. That's good. But I'm going to tell you what. Love your enemies. Do good to those who've spitefully used you. You know what that is? That's a seed you're sowing. And that seed you sow can lead to their salvation. It can lead to them getting right with God. See, the selfish human nature part of me, it wants to hold the seed back. Or it just wants to plant in my little planter on my back porch. Oh, I know what we need to do. Let's go down to, to, to Home Depot or Lowe's and let's just buy some, let's put three more planters out on my backyard and let's plant some more seed there. That's human nature, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with that, but you know what? We, we need to begin to plant seed in the lives of other people. A seed of encouragement. Isn't that right? Letting people know, hey, I believe in you. God loves you. A seed. Plant seed in as many people. and Plant as much seed away from you as you possibly can. Then we mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. Water with miracle grow. 
water with miracle grow. In Psalms uh, chapter 1, he says there, he said, he said that if we will put our plants and let the roots go down into the stream of God. Jesus said that out of our innermost being, we who are believers, flows rivers of living water. And he, the psalmist said here, he said that seed, that tree, that plant that's put beside the rivers, lets roots go down into the rivers of living water, said it will flourish and produce fruit continually. 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 So when I say water with miracle grow, what I'm talking about is you take this seed and you also water with this seed. You water with this book. You water it. Water the seed. Water the seed. Water the seed. You know, if you put seed out on concrete, what hope have you got of a harvest? But if you put it in good ground and you begin to tend the soil, you pull the weeds, you get rid of the rocks, you water, you water, you water, you water it with the miracle grow of God's Word, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get a return. You're going to get a harvest. You water it with prayer. See, it's good to pray, but first make sure you've got a seed in the ground. First make sure you've got a seed in the ground. And then finally... Anticipating a harvest. Anticipating a harvest. You know, God spoke of Abraham and the faith of Abraham in Romans 4. You can read it over there sometime. Read that whole chapter. But it said this about God and about Abraham. It said that He called those things which be not as though they were. Did you know when you plant a seed, then you can begin to call... Those things which be not as though they were. I'm going to have a tomato crop. A tomato crop's coming up. I'm telling you, I'm going to have the biggest, reddest, juiciest tomatoes you ever saw. Man, I'm going to have so much, I'm going to give them away to my neighbors. Man, I got... That. You know why you can call those things which be not as though they were? Because you've got a seed in the ground. And you're watering it with your faith. You're watering it with the words coming out of your mouth. But see... If you don't see some people, they have no seed in the ground and they're trying to call those things which be not as though they were. Oh, I'm, I'm just believing God for a big harvest. I'm believing God for healing. I'm believing God for my marriage to get better. I'm believing for a breakthrough. But here's the thing it's hard to call those things which be not as though they were when you don't have any seed. See, Abraham didn't do that until what? God gave him. A seed, a word, a promise, Abraham, from you, the seed will come, your son will come, and through him all the families on earth will be blessed. So he had a seed so Abraham could get up in the middle of the night when those thoughts were coming at him, telling him it's not working, you're not going to have it, and he could get up, remember, I have a seed in the ground, God's given me a seed, it's an imperishable seed, and I'm calling those things which be not as though they were. I'm going to have a harvest. An anticipation of harvest. He says in Hebrews 6, 12, he said this. He said, he, said, he said, be like those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Now, you can't have faith without a seed. Are you listening to me? 
You can't have faith without a seed. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word seed of God. So if you don't have a seed, you don't have the word, you don't have any basis for faith, do you? But as soon as you've got seed in your heart, seed sown in the ground, then you can begin to what? Speak over that and call those things which be not as though they were. Are you listening? Now see, patience is great when you have seed in the ground. But some people have patience with no seed in the ground. That's called waiting. And that's why they're frustrated. Well, I don't understand, Pastor. I, you know, I call those things which be not as though they were. I said, God, God's going to give me a you know, breakthrough here. He's, God's going to bless my finances. God's going to save my family. God's going to work in my workplace. Yeah, but what seed have you put in the ground? You can't anticipate a harvest without seed. Because Jesus said, I know you're going to get tired of me here saying this, but this is what he said. This is how the kingdom of God works. <laughs> We're talking about entering a new season. Do you need a new season in your life? Some area in your life. Maybe, maybe you're, you're, your walk with God's gotten humdrum. It's gotten stale. It's gotten old. Maybe your marriage relationship has gotten old. It's gotten stale. You know? We've been married for 40 something years. Man, I don't know how I put up with her so long. See, something's wrong. You know, whatever it might be, maybe you need a breakthrough with your finances. And you've been waiting, 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 thinking you were anticipating a harvest. But all, today you're realizing, hey, wait a minute. I need to go back and make sure what? Have I planted any seed for that? Do I have a real anticipation and expectation based on the fact that I put seed in the ground? I've sown some seed. That I can expect a harvest to come up in that area of my life. If I haven't, then I need to go back and put the seed in the ground. Have I allowed the weeds to begin to choke it? The cares, the concerns, and all of the stuff that comes on us in daily living. Then I need to get those things cleared away. The Bible says, cast all of your cares, concerns, worries over on God. Just give them to Him. Get them out of your heart and give them to God. They're just choking the word. They're, they're stealing your harvest. We're talking about entering a new season. A growing season. Maybe some of you need to sow to get into the growing season. Because remember we said unless you sow and unless you grow, you never get to harvest. See, there's no going. Jesus didn't say so was a man who, who cast seed in the ground, and the next day he goes and harvests. He didn't say that, did he? he? If you read over there, it was a progression. He sowed the seed, he went to bed, got up, it grew, it grew, it grew, it grew. So if you want to see change in your life, rather than just praying that God would just come on you in some supernatural way and you just wake up a changed person, plant some seed. God's given you all the seed you need. For the growing season you need to, to, to go into to anticipate the harvest. 
Let me give you real quickly some action steps here. What is the condition of my ground? You need to look at it. What's the condition of your ground? What do I need to do to ensure a good growing season for my seed? Maybe you need to pull, pull out some rocks and pluck up some weeds. Or you may need to look and say, did I, did I, have I planted any seed? Or if you're wanting God to do something new and bigger, maybe you need to plant more seed. Are you listening? More seed. And remember, we're talking about what? Most of that seed, what? Planting it in other people's lives. What do you have that you can, you can sow into someone else? Sow it into someone else. And then thirdly, anticipation. Am I frustrated or am I enjoying the growing season? Some of you may be kind of frustrated. But hopefully, as we look at this lesson today, and this whole series about entering a new season, that you're really, what, what we want to do, what my, my, my hope is, is that we take away the mystery. Sometimes, you know, you know, in our circles we talk about God moving and God giving us a miracle and all that, and that's fine. But a lot of times, you know, that can be very confusing. But, you know, I think we can all understand the simplicity that Jesus gave us about the seasons. Sowing, growing, reaping, resting. We'll talk about the harvest next time, reaping and resting next week. But today, if you need God to do something different in your life, I would encourage you to look at your, your ground, look at your field, and look at your anticipation. Do you really have the seed in the ground for the expectation that you have. The good news is you can plant it today. You can plant it today. You can start today. You know, today as you go from this place. And this week when you're, you're, you're on your job or whatever you're doing this week, begin to see people as fields for sowing. You know, that person that just, you know what work, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody's got one. You're, you know, that person that just, oh man, they just, you know, see them as a field for sowing. What can you sow into them? Kindness, love, encouragement. Go the extra mile at your workplace. Whatever. A seed that you can sow. Look at people and situations not as challenges, not as obstacles, but as fields to sow in. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.